man, like this isn't working the way I want to, or this is, yeah. I'm maybe my mental uh, situation is like affecting me more than I think it is at the yeah. moment. So I don't relate being depressed or being anxious or being yeah. Um, yeah. sad to like not creating and not pers- pursuing that. Everybody, welcome back to another week of Almost Cool. I am Marty, but unfortunately, Hooter is not over there this week. We have a very special guest here because Hooter is unfortunately dealing with some family stuff right now. Hope uh, all of our thoughts and prayers are with him this week and upcoming uh, weeks ahead. Um, but in the studio here today, we have Mr. Benjamin DeMeo. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing lovely today, Marty. How are you doing? I'm doing really good today. <laughs> Dude, it's so, this is one of my uh, best friends that I've had for, what, seven years now? And it's like pretty, I can't, long I enough lost to, count. Yeah, long enough that I choose not to count anymore. <laughs> uh, but he, he, he was so gracious uh, to come on the show and help me this week, because I, I as, as much as I love... Jordan's solo episode, I recorded like 10 minutes by myself uh, of an episode and was like, this is just weird. It's like a personal journal yeah. entry that I was <laughs> with no one to like <laughs> bounce off. It was weird. I, was like, All right. I didn't know Jordan was doing a solo one. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. He did a like a last week. Uh, he did like a solo episode on social anxiety. Oh. And it was really sweet because like half half the episode was him talking about his experiences. And yeah. then the late like you put you could tell like he's talking about social uh, anxiety and awkwardness, and then yeah. and, and like there's moments in the episode where you can tell it's like a little bit awkward or a little bit like anxiety yeah, driven. Yeah. So you're like, oh wow, this really yeah, relates. Yeah. <laughs> I see, I see where that flies. That's funny. Man. I, 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 that's really a. I feel like that's really thematically appropriate for the the social anxiety one for him to do it by himself. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I thought too. I was like, man, you really nailed it on that, like the whole topic and doing it like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, today's episode, um, we have. Uh, Ben, you're an amazing artist, and I would love to get your thoughts and opinions on exactly your process and the stuff that makes you feel for art, of course. Yeah, yeah, Um, I appreciate that, man. But today, uh, the topic is facing burnout, which Mm. I feel like knowing each other for so long, we can definitely talk about that probably for years. We're both burnouts. Yeah, we're (laughs) (laughs) both burnouts right now. (laughs) Um, But I don't know, like, uh, you're you're an artist, and uh, you're from Louisville. Um, and you're, a, you're an illustrator specifically. So I would love for you to like, kind of just introduce yourself on, uh, what kind of art, you know, like you do and just to give people the baseline, uh, where, you know, the starting point. Where I come from. Yeah. My backstory. <laughs> Your backstory. Yeah. No, where I'm from. My, my origin story. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like you said, I'm, my name's, my name's Benjamin DeMeo. Um, I, uh, I'm a illustrator, designer, artist from, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, I uh, went to school in Lexington. That's where I met the very cute boy sitting across from. (laughs) Cast by 90, baby. (laughs) Cut that out. (laughs) Swear to God, if you don't cut that out. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, yeah, I was born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I kind of got into art just through comic books and cartoons. I had had a really great uncle growing up who uh, who introduced me to drawing and illustration. I had two older brothers who were always and continue to be a lot better than me at it. So you know, I'm always <laughs> I'm a, I'm always getting pushed to keep trying and stuff like that. You know, there's like the drawbacks of being the youngest, but there's also you know it helps you. It pushes you being the youngest sometimes. Um, but I uh, 
I went to school in Lexington, Kentucky for architecture because uh, for a while I was thinking I wanted to make money. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, but uh, ended up kind of kind of rolling back on that. I still have a love for love for architecture and architectural design, but I, I kind of just ended up embracing the the kid in me and and coming back to illustration and now I mostly work uh work doing commission art a lot of the time for local bands um for uh local businesses uh local podcasts hey there it is <laughs> uh I I I like to keep like a close community in my work I I try not to apply to things and put my work towards things that are you know happening somewhere overseas I try to stay pretty intimate with my work but uh um, my work itself kind of gets divided into two realms these days of, uh, either, you know, kind of silly cartoony stuff where I, you know, get to embrace being a kid and stuff like that, or, you know, just like really, really overly serious and like kind of embracing my more academic side that I kind of found in architecture school. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's kind of where yeah, I, the, with architecture, <laughs> with architecture school, like. I mean, you you switched from architecture to art uh, in school. Did you did you get burned out on architecture? What like you know? Did was it just too much? Uh, did it not hit the the type of it's? I'm not gonna say aesthetic. I don't want to say that, but like the type of uh, drive. You know what I mean? Because in my opinion, architecture coming from an outside perspective is so mathematical. It's like seems mm-hmm. like you're building a building. You can't let it fall down. Yeah. And there's uh, there's art to it, but it seems yeah, more yeah, like yeah. structured than in like in art school where it's like mm-hmm. I'm not going to say make whatever you want, but there yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. the freedom of expression in that form. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I I get that. I uh I I honestly kind of wish going to school I had a little bit more exposure to that, but going to the University of Kentucky for architecture, it was a an architecture program that focused a little more on the creative side, on on the design side, as opposed to kind of the analytical or scientific side. Not that that wasn't there, um, but I, I I do wish that was a little more prevalent. And I think honestly, if that was more prevalent, I probably would have stuck through with it a little more. But by the time I got into my you know third year, I was getting to the point where I, I felt like I was. I was just being asked by my professors all the time to make pretty drawings and make pretty buildings and stuff like that. And I, I you know, like I said, uh, in my art practice today, I still still do a lot of stuff that's architecturally focused and, and is commentative on that and kind of draws into some topics on environmentalism and stuff like that. But I... I don't know. As far as leaving leaving that program goes, I just got to the point where I was like, well, all you people are telling me I'm very good at drawing and... Uh, I, if I want to do that, I might as well go draw whatever the <laughs> hell I want to, as opposed to just drawing, you know, like being limited to drawing buildings all the time. Yeah, like, like what they want you to do. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't tell you enough how many times I had an architecture professor that I pr- would present work to. Sometimes it wasn't even a professor I had. It, like just random professors would come up to me and be like, "Man, this is a really good project. This is really beautiful." And be like, "Oh, thank you so much." You know, like, what do you think of it as like architectural work? And they're like, "I don't know. I think like I think you should be in art school." I was like, damn, man. I, you had several <laughs> professors tell you that? Before? Yeah, I had that multiple <laughs> times, man. It was fucked up. And every time I was, you know, like outwardly, you know, vocally, I was really gracious for like their critiques and their time and stuff like that. But on the inside, I was always just kind of like, do you know how much money I'm paying to be here? Teach me some goddamn architecture. Don't keep telling me to switch to art school. I know how to draw. 
<laughs> no, that, that's funny because when I first met you, um, I mean, I knew you were in architecture, but as far as I knew you and when I met you, the things that I saw artistically from you were your drawings and your sketchbooks mm-hmm. and like that kind of and uh, that 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 realm of art, artistic work. Which is it's funny because when I I don't know, I just don't see you as. And when I say this, I just mean like uh, when I say I don't see you as an architect, I don't mean that you're not creative or you're not. It's just whenever uh, like passion is uh, integrated with like the work that you're doing, it's never, yeah. you never came up to me and said this building. Is, I'm so passionate about this building, and yeah, I'm so yeah. passionate about this. And uh, and I guess I don't know that. I guess that just correlates for me not knowing and like experience. But uh, as soon as you switched to architecture or not architect art school in at the UK. It was like this transition from I never really saw what you were doing, and I kind of was just like, like you would be like, "Oh, I'm in school, and this is what I'm doing," but I never really saw like put a artist work to his face and that yeah, kind of deal. Yeah. But then when you switched to art school, you were like, "Oh man, like look at this thing I'm doing, this this thing," and it was the, the yeah. drive for it and like the the amount of uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say pride, but the amount you were super prideful or yeah. proud proud of what you were doing, not prideful, yeah. but proud of what you're doing. So you would you know you would let me look through all your work and like keep it honed in it seemed like a like you got a little burnt out on the architecture stuff and you had like all these people telling you should do something different and so when you switched it was like this explosion of like creativity and like something oh, it probably and like did you have any anxieties of switching majors like that like was it i mean it, the only the only anxiety coming out of it was just that initially i was going when, when i got out of high school i i was telling my uh I was telling my mom, you know, she had sat me down and asked me like a week before you could, you know, before the deadline was for applying for colleges and stuff. She was like, hey, where, what do you, where have you applied? What are you going for? What are you thinking about? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to go to school. I'm just going to be, you know, freelance illustrator and stuff like that. She was like, Ben, Ben, please do one more thing for me before you, you know, leave my caring arms. <laughs> I love, I love my mother. She's, she's an amazing woman, but, uh, um, so, so ultimately, I was like, "Fine, I'll, I'll go to school." And I, I thought about going to art school because one of my brothers had tried that out for a little bit. And I, uh, I don't know. I just, I just looking at the curriculums a lot of the time. I was just kind of like, "Man, I, I, I feel like I'm already set on a path, and I've already been raised by people that a bunch of people that have attended art school. So I already have the drive and the personal experience to." already be set on the path to be doing research and practicing all the time drawing. So I didn't really feel like it was worth my money to be paying, you know, some school to go to, to go to art school. So just like, you know, I ended up picking something where I was like, well, I get to be creative with this. I like history. I like reading a lot. And I, you know, I might as well feel, you know, going into it, I was like, I might as well learn a new skill set or something like that. Uh, you know, before I get into it, but honestly, I just, you know, coming out of that, those, you know, in that vein, the only anxiety was just like, ah, oh, fuck, like I, oops, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, like going to school, it was like everyone in the world expected, like everyone I knew expected me to go to art school and stuff like that, and uh, and I just, uh, I ended up not doing that, and you know, I got to go to family dinners and be like, hey, what up? I'm gonna be an architect, you know, and people are like, damn, that sounds impressive and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I got to sit next to my cousins that are like becoming neuroscientists and stuff like that and be <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna be making the buildings that you'll be working in and stuff. <laughs> uh, but the only anxiety switching for me really was just kind of 
coming out of that and being like, oh, well, back, you know, like I'm going back into the world of if I want to make money doing this, it is completely dependent on my own drive and my own work ethic to do this as opposed to, you know, interning at a firm and, Mm -hmm. you know, working for that firm for a little bit for free and then, you know, going and working at that firm as a junior architect or a junior designer for a while. So I just had the anxiety of like, oh, crap, where's the money going to be coming from? Yeah, like how am I going to live off of this? And yeah. But, I mean, but that's all. I mean, you, I mean having that anxiety, you're still driven and passionate about being an artist and like doing your illustrations and stuff. Because I, oh, yeah. I, I, I get to a point where, like with our music that we make and um, this podcast, and I mean, there, there's, I have passion projects that... Um, as a, like an artist of all forms, uh, t- at least tried my hand at a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll get super excited about <laughs> like doing uh, this podcast or doing something like that, and then like a few huh. months later, once that high wears off, it you know my drive for to keep on going and doing it kind of dwindles. And then to mm. me, I always kind of I don't. I, it's like this weird switch where it's like a, it's not that I'm not passionate about it anymore. It's just I realize that it's. It's something I like to do and something I want to progress and like do, but all only on my own time. Because yeah. a lot of things I, I struggle with is I'm with you. We live in the 21st century. We have to make money doing something. We have to. So all these creative endeavors I want to monetize in my mind. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. think about money on the like, you know that's not my first priority in any means. But like I said, I yeah, need to buy yeah. groceries and eat. So yeah, yeah. I'm always worried about that. Um, but like I, but I will run into the fact that like I get burnt out on doing specific things like i'll, I'll do three like I, I was really gung-ho about our music and i and this comes in cycles so yeah, uh yeah. where you know i'll get like really fired up whenever we make a couple of good songs and i'm like all right this is great and yeah uh then as, as we progress maybe the next two times we make music is maybe it's not as progressive as i you know it has been in the past so i think mm-hmm. i'm falling off and then i'm like oh well i'm not that good at it or i'm not like that passionate to keep going yeah. and i'll i don't know like I, I pull back a little bit yeah um and from my perspective on your like when you're doing your illustrating and you're doing art I don't think you've ever fallen off the train but have you ever had like cycles of being like really really passionate about and you're like gung ho about doing this thing that you love dearly but yeah. then like fall off like oh, for like yeah. a while and you're like I don't even know if art's what I want to do that I'm painting yeah. the extremes here you yeah, know? yeah 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 I catch your drift yeah I definitely well it's really in- encouraging to hear that just cuz I think um it's really encouraging to hear that just because I think that no doubt, you know, like every, everyone's human and everyone, you know, like people love to paint these pictures of like savants and stuff like that, you know, that just like, you know, like Frank Zappa types and stuff like that and Bach types that are just like, you know, when you see or read stories about them, it's just, they never stopped, you know, they never stopped working and they were just always making things all the time and stuff like that. And I uh, I think that's just like, you know, that's a little bit of romanticism that kind of comes out when people are talking about, especially like great artists and stuff like that, people that are highly respected. We love to paint these kind of pictures of them where it's just like all they ever did was paint. All they ever <laughs> did was draw. All they ever did was make music. Like their life was dedicated. Yeah, yeah. I certainly don't like, certainly don't like, certainly don't like see myself among that, but just talking about like the image of you know, someone that is constantly driven and stuff like that. It's a, it's encouraging to hear that you kind of see a bit of that in me just because I, I certainly, like, I'll go through, like, 
month-long periods where I'm just like, I feel like everything I draw is crap, and like, mm-hmm. you know, when I can even force myself to draw and stuff like that, you know, that's that's something that it, it's. I think it's becoming a little more commonly accepted and recognized, and you know, it's like, yeah, the kids like the kid's probably depressed. He hasn't put up, you know, an illustration <laughs> on like Instagram or something in a week or so. Like I've had, you know, like I've had like my aunt reach out to me before. Mm-hmm. She's real lovely. She keeps, she's like, you know, one of the people in my family that stays real in touch on social media. And she's reached out to me before and been like, Hey man, you know, like you doing okay. Like, yeah, like you haven't seen too much activity from you and stuff like that. Uh, and I just, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think that's, I think that's a very apparent thing when you're the creator or you're the person working on something, uh, you know, like how much you're fluctuating, how much you're going in and out of your process, how mu- how dedicated you feel to your craft and stuff like that. Uh, but ultimately, I just... <coughs> ultimately, I feel like... Uh, I don't know, you, you'll work as hard on something as you really care about it. And I don't think... I You know, money can definitely be a motivator in that stuff but i i've never i've never stuck with any projects that i started because i needed money or anything like Mm -hmm. that you know like i've done commissions before where it's like someone wanted something really really specific and i ended up you know after like three revisions i ended up not being super attached to the piece and i have you know never have never drawn like that again you know Mm -hmm. never made something like that again but then there's things you know like there's gallery work I've made before in one vein that has sold really well and I'm you know I still fluctuate in and out of making that a lot of the time and then there's gallery work I know that hasn't sold well you know it's shown before but it hasn't sold very well and I you know a lot of the times I'm just as dedicated to that stuff and you know, sometimes I wish I could force myself to be like, all right, what's making money for me right now? And then mm-hmm. I can just throw myself into that. But it is ultimately a really emotional and creative, you know, emotional thing and a creative process to force yourself to sit down for a lot of hours and make something that every 30 seconds you're asking yourself, like, why is this? <laughs> why is like, why am I putting so much time into this? But, you know, the answer to that is a lot of things and it can be anything for anyone. But I, I, I think relative to to kind of getting burnt out or going in phases and stuff like that. I think everyone does that. You know, mm-hmm. I think fucking Kanye West takes a break, you know, yeah, from like yeah. designing <laughs> stuff and doing his business mogul thing. He gets tired of it and probably just like chills and reads comic books for a week or something like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, or rants on MTV or something like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or lays in bed on his phone all day, you know. Like people, find, you know, like it, it's acceptable, man. Like we, you know, like I understand holding yourself to a high standard keeps you productive. I understand holding the people that you work with to a high standard it keeps them productive. But at a certain point, you do have to kind of be a little, you know, you got to be rational and be like. You gotta sleep. You, you gotta can't do eat. it twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. And anyone that's painting a picture of someone that only does that stuff, it's like you know that's a bit of a farce. You yeah, know, that's a bit yeah. of a lie. Yeah, because I feel like, I mean the people that you see doing it twenty four seven in quotation marks. They, I mean, there's no way like Im- like image wise. Yeah, when you see them on social media or you talk to them, it seems like they're one hundred percent gung ho. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and in yeah. reality, they're you know I'm not saying they're not hardworking and doing that thing, but there there's moments. I mean, you wake up, you eat. You uh, do your daily activities. You go to the grocery store. You're not 24-7 yeah. doing the things that you want. You literally fucking can't. Even yeah, if you, you got personal assistance and shit like yeah, that. You, you literally fucking can't. 
<laughs> so, you still got to shit and piss, you exactly, know? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. There's, like, it's so weird that people uh, associate, like, the, oh, like, Specifically, Kanye, like it feels like he like just works all the fucking time and like all this difference. And but I feel like when you when you're in that mindset, two things happen: either you get really fired up and you do you like put all your heart into something specific, like oh I'm gonna do uh, for me personally, it'd be like music, and I'm like all right, I'm for yeah. like a certain amount of time, I'm gonna I'm gonna go hard at music, and I'm not gonna do anything else. Like there is really like a, a creative process where I cut everything out and I'm gonna focus on music for a while, and. And then I that that I get high because we make some great tunes and I'm really vibing and I'm like oh things are going great right now yeah. and then that high starts to wear off and and in in reality of like, in reality of like smoking weed or something it would be like oh I could just take another hit and be high again yeah, but yeah. there like my body's exhausted my mind's exhausted yeah, and then yeah. I just that fire is gone and I don't there's no passion to put behind it yeah. or there's like the opposite where you are so gung ho about what you're doing, and then you overwork yourself. And mm. when you and then you overwork, you're like you're putting sixteen hour days in seven, you know, seven days a week, yeah, and yeah. you get so uh, like overworked that I I, I kind of uh, relate this one to drinking alcohol, where mm. you it's like you you drink. I drank so much Fireball one night, <laughs> and I you know had a really terrible Gross, things you know like I, was, I had a really bad night with it, and now I look at it and I can't even stand the sight or the smell yeah, of alcohol. Yeah. And that's what I feel like people do with their work, I, I, which you yeah, know, if yeah, you yeah. had to paint a spe- like on that spectrum, what you know do you do you, is either one of those that you relate with more? Yeah, I'd, I'd say I probably end up falling on the ladder a bit more, um, just in that I I do, you know, in in terms of like the self image that we were talking about a second ago, uh, I I do get really down on myself sometimes, and you know, like it's and you know, it's terrible that you know you can do this with social media, but you can. You know, you get depressed, and then you spend your first four hours of the day, like, laying in bed on your phone looking at shit, and you're just like, God damn, all these artists are making so much stuff. And he's like, and, you know, like, there's always, like, and no matter what you do, like, it doesn't even have to be a creative thing. There's always, like, a six-year-old South Korean kid on the internet that's, like, 50 times better than you'll ever be. Yep. Like, yep. like, technically speaking, you're like, God damn it, man. Like, And it's so easy to get so down on yourself. So I do end up operating... Sometimes in a bit of an unhealthy mindset when I am being, you know, quote unquote productive uh, in my art practice where I, I don't know, I do my best to take advantage of the times where I am feeling productive. And, and I don't do it as much anymore, but when I was in school, I would, you know, really easily have like, you know, like 24 to 36 hour days of just like focusing on work. And, mm-hmm. and that was something architecture school kind of built into me that I'm, you know, Kind of wish I didn't let it do. <laughs> but, I hate this work ethic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking terrible, man. Fucking shouts out Jose Ubre. Uh, he's a very talented professor, but I don't know why he instilled in that architecture school that it was like, if you're going to be doing this, like you're not allowed to do anything else. This is your life. But uh, but just in that, be, you know, dealing with you know whatever range of mental illnesses and stuff like that, be it you know depression or whatever, I. Uh, or whatever type of mania, I uh, I see myself really often trying to take advantage of the times I do feel productive. And, you know, I said I did that a lot in school, and now I look back on a lot of the illustration work I did in school and, like, try and reference old stuff and bring old pieces back. And, like, the stuff I was making when I was burning myself out like that, I 
you know, isn't any better than the stuff I'm making when I'm doing it in a healthy way. Mm, okay. And and I think that's it's hard to realize that. I was gonna know. say, is that more of an inside perspective? Yeah, okay. yeah, I'd say so. I I don't think that's something that becomes super apparent on the outside. Uh, just like how we were talking about with you know other people, you know, like you see me as and you live with me, you see me as someone that like is very productive and makes a lot of work. But you know, I I feel like I just got off like a week stint of not doing nearly enough and yep. stuff like that. And so it's encouraging to have other, you know, people around that are, you know, it's why it's good to work in collectives and stuff like that. It's very encouraging to have people around that are like, you know, that's great, man. You know, keep, you know, keep focused on that or like, mm-hmm. you know, even if they're not realizing you're in a bit of a drought or anything like that, it's nice to have people around that are like, you're doing good, man. Like, oh, you're yeah. on top of this uh, when you know you're definitely not. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, like when you, when you yeah. know you're definitely not like yeah. when, like I I feel like I've been laying in my bed before like in like week old underwear or something like that and you've come upstairs and been like man that painting downstairs looks really nice and I've been like what painting yeah. <laughs> you totally I forgot about yeah, what you're working out I don't even know it's been so long you know man it's <laughs> fucked up that's so yeah that no I I totally agree I think it's always nice to have the encouragement of. To your friends and fa- friends and family of like who's thinker. I've been yeah, burnt yeah. out on uh, either music and even this podcast where uh, I'm like I'm like oh, I know I have to edit this episode. I know I have to put something out this week or yeah. you know there's a deadline of some sort and it's uh, this is a passion project. So there's no we're not making anything. Yeah. Uh, you know this is just for us to yeah. be vulnerable with ourselves and other people. But it, it's always but it, it's always so nice because those moments I feel burnt out or something. You. Uh, you know, Bailey or Graham um, or someone in my family or someone that listens to the podcast will get yeah. a, like an email from somebody who writes in or my, you know, a distant family member will be like, hey, man, I listened to this episode this week. Yeah, it's really yeah. great. And I'm like, <laughs> I get in this thought pattern. Where I'm, so it's everything starting becoming mundane. Everything's starting to feel like a schedule. Everything's starting to feel like. No, uh, maybe not a uh, uh, not maybe not a schedule because we're so loosey goosey, but just like stuff that it's like, oh, I have to do this this week, yeah. but I really don't want to. But then someone will comment, oh man, I can't wait for this week or like something yeah, like yeah. that, or like, you know something they know you're working on or in the process of it, yeah. and then you're like, oh wow, okay, people are looking forward to this. I need, and then it, like boost you right up out yeah. of that mentality. To, I like, mean, yeah, and that's <laughs> that's definitely worth noting when it comes to like any creative endeavor in in a you know, sm- like social media environment or, you know, in an environment where you're putting your shit on the internet. It's like, it seems really little. And like, I, I have to practice it a little bit more myself all the time, but like it really, you know, it's, it, it's hopefully really easy for like your friends and your family to come to you and be like, what you're doing is great. And like, that does mean the world and it does push you and it does encourage you and stuff like that. But like, it is your friends and family, you know, like, mm-hmm there's a little subconscious part of you that knows they're always there to like, you know, to encourage you, especially when you're feeling down, you know, like you probably yeah. knew I was up in my room for a week in you know, <laughs> dirty underwear and shit. And you're like, I'm gonna go give him, I'm gonna shoot him a compliment I'm real quick. Shoot, like, see if that shakes him a little or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. But it, it it is worth noting ultimately that like, when like just some stranger, you know, someone you've never met before, like, you know, even, you know, like on Instagram, like on your story, you can like swipe up and like there's just like little reactions and like mm-hmm. you don't even have to type anything. It's a real quick thing. Like anytime someone does one of those, you know, like little hearts or little smileys or little laughing face or something like that, like that just makes my day, you know, like that, like it really, it really means the world. Cause like I, 
again, like I sell this shit and like, it's nice when someone buys it, but getting back to the original point of just like the making money aspect of it is nice. And, you know, I, I make, you know, I make my, my bread, I, I get my food through that stuff. Um, and there's good weeks and there's bad weeks with it. But the thing that really encourages me isn't, you know, if if I make a bunch of money one week, if I sell a really big piece or something, that doesn't encourage me to keep making that piece. Mm-hmm. It might bolster me a little, but the things that really encourage me to keep making stuff is when, especially when just like a stranger on the internet does something like that little, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, that, that, that means a little bit more than anything just cause like, I, I don't know. It's like. Yeah, they're taking time out of their day to like randomly talk to someone they don't know and encourage you. Yeah, which yeah. There, there's motivation behind that to like they actually mean that. They're like your friends and family. I get they're they <sighs> they're there for you. They're there to boost you up when you're down. But no like, doubt, yeah. there's it's not an obligation. But you know, like you were saying, you know that they're there. Yeah, like there's a little part of you that's yeah. like, are you just saying that to be nice? Yeah. Because like you know, you know, they have some like moral thing or some you know, God forbid, they're humans and they have some semblance of empathy and they're like, oh, I've been there. Like, yeah give them a compliment or something. But when a fucking stranger does it, you know, it's just like, they don't know me. They don't know how I'm doing. I made something and they li- they just enjoyed it and they wanted to let me know. Mm-hmm. And the letting me know is like, or letting either of us know, letting anyone know that make something is like that, you know, that really does something. That's where it's at, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, that, uh, yeah, I, I 100% agree. The, the, uh, we moved a lot growing up, like growing up, <laughs> like we were best friends. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, 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 we moved so like I, I, we lived with each other for six, seven years now, and in that time, we've lived with each other in Lexington. We moved a couple times in Lexington mm-hmm. to different places with each other, and uh, had some unfortunate fallouts with some landlords, and like we got kicked <laughs> out of our house, and like there was just a bunch of times where. Do people on on here know about like the whole like homeless stint or anything? Nope, okay. nope, they have no idea. Yeah, that do, we do. We talk about that. Yeah, or? we can because <laughs> this, this story really relates to this okay, in this yeah. moment of our lives where we were we were living in this house and it was just me and Ben. Um, and uh, before our very lovely friend Patrick, he uh, him and his girlfriend were living with us at the time, and they are so in love, and they're they're going to go do their thing. So they moved out together and got their own place, and me and Ben were left in this house, which was fine. Every, it wasn't like we were still paying the same rent, all that different stuff. Um, and come in April of what, 19? Yeah. 19, 2019. Our landlord texts us and is like, Hey, uh, I just sold the house. We, you guys need to be out, uh, in like what, seven days or something like something ridiculous. (laughs) So we're, we're just like, what the fuck? We we're trying to find places to live. We're trying to find places to put our stuff. I was in my last semester of school too. Yeah. It was was like during finals too. It sucked, man. (laughs) Yeah. It was like the worst timing for everything to be going on. And so we, we eventually, we, we powered through, we got a storage unit. We put our, our, all our stuff in there and uh, we were couch surfing for a few months and just kind of, we're like, but in that in that phase, uh, it was really hard to stay motivated to, to to keep going because you're just worried about all these different X factors of your life, yeah. and your passion of art really doesn't kind of coincide with any of that. Yeah, let alone like all your materials and your workspace being crammed into a storage unit, you know, like <laughs> literally God, taken man. away from you. It's <laughs> Marty had just got uh, fucking Martin had just gotten out of like one of the longest relationships he'd ever been into, yep. and my girlfriend fucking hated me at the time. <laughs> It was dead. like I was in a relationship where we we just like 
I don't know. It was. It was. We were like just constantly degrading ourselves. It was crazy. Yeah, man. and and the, all of that was at the same time. Of yeah, this yeah, house movie. Was... So it wasn't like these were separate events. This was all. It was all together. All together. So with like, and uh, it's certainly talking about burning out because in that space we weren't doing anything creative. We were just worried about every yeah. existential crisis that we were trying to deal with yeah, at the moment. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, did that in, with that. And going and like living and going through and surviving in that phase of your life uh, was <laughs> I feel like there was this moment where you had to turn creativity off or it wasn't like it was off. There was just a you you your priority switch from, OK, I'm stable in my life. Now I can focus on my art. And now the whole thing switched where, OK, my life is so unstable. I have to fix this and I can't yeah, worry yeah. about art. I can't do anything uh and you know you were working and everything too, but I bet that took a toll on your job. Like it was just like yeah, you had to deal yeah. with. We had to deal with this life situation. Yeah. And I mean, did that inspire you? Did that like kick you out? Like w- whenever you got settled down again, was that a situation you were like, man, that sucked? But now <laughs> that I was like that, all that was taken away from me. Now that I can yeah. kind of get back on my feet and get like push and start to do things again in my own former fashion, did yeah. that like progress you into like inspire or inspired you to like all right now I'm gonna overwork myself again like you were saying like yeah, or not yeah. overwork but you know what i mean just like all right i have all this inspiration of all this terrible stuff that's gone on i'm gonna channel that and use it and like or did you get burnt out on the life part where art didn't even feel like a thing that you wanted to do just because all this stuff was just all up in your grill yeah. if that makes sense no yeah it, it does i uh well, well like i kind of mentioned i was in i was in my last semester of school and so i didn't i didn't have feel as though I had a whole lot of a choice you know it, it was kind of kind of one of those you know moments of real you know like where reality really kind of punches you in the face where it's like oh well like you say you want to do this professionally a lot of shit's happening in your personal life right now but you still got to do it and honestly it ended up being something where like we were talking about working as you know, working kind of manically, working, you know, really, really hard for a couple of days and then, you know, doing nothing for a week. It kind of worked out for me because I, I just remember one night um, I I was in my ex-girl's place and her and her roommate had both gone to bed and I was doing these big charcoal drawings, uh, they were, what, like f- two feet by four feet or something, you know, charcoals with tiny sticks. It's hard to cover all that paper. <laughs> but I, uh, I, uh, I, I stayed up for like what, like thirty six hours, something like that. It was more than a day, um, and I, uh, I ended up making like seven of these pieces in one night. Uh, you know, pieces that I would typically, typically take, uh, you know, maybe like, I don't know, a week, two weeks on. Mm. Eh, it's one of those things in the arts, like it can kind of take as long as it needs to take. But I ended up making like seven of these things in one night, and um, I never questioned it while I was working on it. I was, I was able to really sit myself down and get really focused. And it, and it kind of surprised me. It was one of those moments of like, oh shit, like I'm, you know, like I'm sleeping on couches right now. Uh, you know, I got this girl that, you know, <laughs> is not very happy with me watching my cats right now. And I'm just, I'm covering her dining room in charcoal and, you know, like I know, you know, like it was charcoal. So like I ended up cleaning it up, but like, you know, you can only clean up charcoal so much. So mm. there's like a bunch of spear marks everywhere, yeah, <laughs> stuff yeah, like that. It, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But uh, <laughs> but re- relative to your question, I, I I didn't take a whole lot of inspiration from the tragedy of it all. Mm-hmm. You know, the getting evicted and the not having a home for a while, 
and stuff like that. I more so, I I kind of bolstered myself through through the art, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like the art was, I, I don't know. The, the longer I'm talking about it, the more it's coming around to sounding like something kind of cheesy. No, but no, you no, know, go for it, yeah, yeah. I, I mean. You know, stuff sounds cheesy because it's been said enough to where it's true. You know, so if you're if you're ever telling yourself something cheesy, then it means like you're probably telling yourself some real hard truth or yep. something like that. Yep. You know, never never look down on someone <laughs> saying something cheesy. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and say something cheesy. Uh, <laughs> but I uh, I don't know. It was something where like the art was my like escape from all of that, and I was making art about something like really depressing. It was about mm-hmm. like you know, I grew up in Kentucky, and that series of works was about. Uh, like abandoned industrial architecture. Uh, and there are these really grim, dark, kind of scary landscape drawings of these buildings and just kind of gross, rusty structures. And, uh, and you know, despite my personal life circumstances at the time and despite the content of the work I was making, I was really productive and I, I felt really you know, to put it plainly, like, happy, and, you know, the art was an escape for me at the time, and, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not happy with how that relationship went and stuff like that, but I still commend that girl, you know, like, for how well she treated me through all that, Mm -hmm. how much she let me cover her dining room and charcoal, Mm and (laughs) all that shit, you know, like, uh, and I don't know, just like during that time, it was really something where like making art at that time was especially important, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think about it, I guess it, it probably does me more good now, uh, you know, anytime I am lying in bed and, you know, I just can't get up and stuff like that. I think back to something like that where it was like, well, you got to you got a roof over your head. And I, I you know, like I get I get grateful again. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the thing that I can kind of use to pull me out. Uh, these days is thinking back to like, damn, dude, you had it pretty goddamn rough for a little bit. Uh, now you can, now you have so much more opportunity. Like, come on, dude, just like get, like even if it's just a doodle or something, just like get up and make a little something. Because a lot of the time, that's going to be your ticket out mm-hmm. of of that shit. And not that it you know always works or anything like that. A lot of the, you know, like I had a day two days ago where I was like really bumming on myself, sleeping in late and shit like that, and not being very productive. And I uh, forced myself to sit down and draw, and I just made like three drawings that were just absolute garbage. Like I just like I didn't even throw the paper away. Like I took the time to erase them. <laughs> you know, like I like I in- scrounging for materials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I I I fucking invested in getting rid of this crap you know like i wasn't even like fuck it you know like i'd I'd like used fucking half of an eraser and shit like that to to get get rid of it yeah just to get rid of this crap and i felt you know i was real down on myself and stuff like that but you know like give it 12 hours later and i was like in my little studio again working on some stuff and you know a lot of the time it's like the craft and the thing you do not because you want money out of it but the thing you do despite the money mm-hmm. and stuff like that that'll end up pulling you out of those situations. Yeah. Or pulling me out of those situations. Definitely. Yeah, no, I know. I 100% feel that. That's like, I mean, those are, it's the moments where, like, maybe it isn't, maybe you're really passionate about what you're doing, but nothing's going for you in that in that yeah. realm of your life. Yeah. But you keep the perseverance to, like, just keep on going. Yeah. And keep yourself motivated is, that's the, I mean, that's the biggest struggle. I, because, like you were saying, you're like, <laughs> when you get grateful and like you start getting thankful again is when okay wow okay 
uh, like how terrible are things right now? Is it is it a, is it bad enough to where I can't like I have to stop it, or is it, am I making a, like a deliberate decision to just I'm feeling burnt out in quotation marks and that's your excuse, you know? Because like yeah. feeling burnt out, I think is just as is, is just as just as much as it is a reality of people being like, yeah, I'm overworked, or I, I you know I thought this is what I wanted and it's I'm burnt out now. I don't want to do this anymore. There is that aspect to it, um, but I, I just think it's like a. I don't know. I, I like I get burnt out on doing a couple of things, and then I start realizing, oh wow, no, that this is something that really does make me happy. This is something yeah. that does, and even if it's good, bad, no matter what, I'm gonna you persevere through that experience, yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh wow, okay, that you know whether it works or not, and your mm-hmm. in your happiness, and like you're changing your mental stability, and that and that means that's all personal. But then I'm like, oh well, no, this. Like specifically with this podcast, I know I keep resembling it, but this is the biggest project I have in my life right now. So, but it's like when someone reaches, like someone reached out to us talking about wanting us to talk about relationships and relationship anxiety. And at that moment, I was like, you know, maybe like our our podcast probably wasn't, um, it wasn't moving along like I thought it would and like Mm. that kind of deal. And I got discouraged about being uh, not, maybe not like maybe I wasn't, are like smart enough to do this or articulate mm. my thoughts well enough for people to enjoy uh, this thing. But then, then that one person reached out and was like, Hey, I love this show. You got to like keep going. Yeah. And I would love for you to talk about this. Yeah. And just that one person, how old, what gender, I don't know, just yeah, like yeah, some yeah. random person. Um, I got like really grateful because this is about a, like a community thing and like something I was really passionate about. And if I can help one person, that's my goal. Like yeah, one, man. it's one or more. It's not yeah. if it's zero, then I'm going to question myself. But if yeah. one person is getting something, that means one person in this world had gotten something out of what we're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that, that's why I'm grateful. Or <laughs> it's a uh, and, and relating it to the money thing. It's like yeah. oh, maybe your money, like the money for art, is not apparent right now. Yeah, yeah. But you'll have like maybe you have one person that really responds in the next week, and then it's like you really fucking know what you're doing, and yeah. you keep driving it's like oh shit you're right i am grateful for this like thing that i put so much work into yeah, and, I, yeah. and even if it does help one person one you know it's just like the you connected with somebody on a different level yeah. and i don't know i feel like getting i i'm kind of like running in circles but yeah like getting burnt out is I don't, it's <laughs> it's I, it's always like a weird feeling because you don't realize it's happening when it's happening at least for me yeah like yeah. i get i get frustrated and i get worked up on man like this isn't working the way i want to or this is yeah. i'm maybe my mental uh, situation is like affecting me more than i think it is at the yeah. moment so i don't relate being depressed or being anxious or being yeah um yeah. sad to like not creating and not pers- pursuing that mm-hmm. and uh but it sounds. I mean, like from what you were saying, you like you kind of channel the your your feelings and your anxiety and depression into yeah. your, like your art in the sense of where it boosts you out. Yeah, and that that's really cool. I think yeah. that's, that's really encouraging too because, like you're saying, it's cheesy, but like the escape thing. If you're using it as an escape, and then someone really yeah. like, relates to that, you're like, oh wow, that's also your escape. So this is something we can yeah. connect on, and it's well, it's, I, it's funny framing it as an escape too because the stuff I make a lot of the time, it's like it's really not dealing with you know emotional topics or anything like that like i i'm you know i'd like to think of myself as like a really academic person you know like even when i'm drawing cartoons and you know shit like that it's like you know it's something where a lot of the time it's still dealing with something you know like you know like greek mythology Mm. or something like that if it's like cartoony or you know like that other series i was talking about like i really got to 
like it was really a therapy for me making those like big industrial drawings but like those didn't those are extremely cold they don't have anything emotional about them <laughs> you know i hope when people look at them they feel something you know uh and and you know i've i've received commendations that they do but I don't know. Also, at the same time, you, you were talking about like even having that one person reach out to you uh, about the podcast, and I, uh, I, I, I think that's amazing, and that goes back to kind of what you know I was saying about like you know th- that little swipe up on yep, Instagram and exactly. stuff. But even if you know, a lot of the times, especially with art where you're making it by yourself, which I don't. You know, I I try and do as little as possible. More often than not, anytime I'm making something, I try and always bring someone else into it. I always try to make it a communal thing. But I, uh, I don't know. I even if the one person you're helping is yourself, or if it's Hooter or mm-hmm. something, you know, even if you know, like you may make an episode someday and you'll like hang up the phone with Hooter and you'll be like, ah, oh, man, I don't know about that one. Like, I don't know if I'm really feeling this as much anymore. But, like, Hooter will probably hit you up and be like, man, I'm really happy we did that. You know, like, mm-hmm. be like, this is, that, like, that episode was really good for me. Like, it doesn't have to be a fan. You yeah, know? no, it, absolutely. Yeah. It can be yourself. It can be the pe- the people you're working with. Mm. Snaps to that. Like, if I could golf clap, I would. <laughs> 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 oh, man, that's, that. no, that's, that's, that's totally true. Yeah. I always, I never think about that, too. I, I'm always so concerned with my 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 mind's more on is anyone enjoying this? Is anyone yeah, doing this? Yeah. Is anyone like really responding to this? And if they're not, I get burnt out even if I'm having a great time doing it. And yeah, I yeah. and that I'm still learning how to cope with that. I'm still like yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the it's the it's the list of priorities that I deal with and Maybe I, I should definitely probably put my priority of uh, helping myself through stuff situations because this yeah. this specifically like talking about my feelings and talking about this like my you know my thought processes with you and Hooter and other people that have reached out it's it, it it's like oh wow I I don't realize how much it is helping me because I like in here when people reach out to me it's like oh I will help you yeah, yeah. and I made the comment one time help me help you and that's and that's the kind of where my mind is swayed with doing stuff like this is yeah yeah, every episode whether it goes great or it goes bad it's helping me out versus like with things i don't even realize and like then it when i start like uh what is it called uh oh uh self-reflecting self-reflecting on those moments i'm like oh well uh even if someone reached out in a specific thing i'll do the thing where you know you're like oh that person was really vibed with that and they liked this thing about it and then i'm like why did they like that thing about it and it's because I would, you know, I maybe I was a little bit more vulnerable in this particular scenario, and maybe I said something that is off the. That's something that's controversial, but it was apparent in my life, and things like that. Where a lot of like some people aren't going to like like it, but some people are. I don't know. It's like a. No, no, it helps I you understand. out more to be because yeah. this is helping me be real with myself. Because people that listen to this, I have family and friends. I'm not. I I can't lie. Like yeah, there's yeah. like a thing where like multiple people will call me and if I like said, oh, my name is Daniel, people will be like, immediately call me and be like, that's fucking like, no, 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 no way, no way, no way. And I don't know. It's like a, it's tre- it's teaching me how to be real with myself and others and yeah. to be, but they, that's helping me more than it is probably anyone that's listening. And yeah. that's really, I mean, that's really great that you said that because I think it's. I think you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely. I actually really never thought about it like that before. Yeah. That was well, like relative, you know. And if you, you know, if you need to like frame it in a more analytical way too, uh, please. Or like, or you know, at least this is what I always like. 
I say you, but I always need to do this for myself, like framing, you know, (laughs) emotionally productive things in like a really like serious way so I can like really ground my head in it. Like if someone's just like, you know, like, oh, that makes you feel good because, you know, yada, yada and yada, yada. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But like, what the fuck ever? Like, I still feel like shit. (laughs) (laughs) But as soon as like I get the opportunity to kind of like make an analogy of it or something like that, that I can ground in like history or something like that or whatever point being though um like that's something that happens and you know we've we've talked about this over some paintings before and stuff like that but that's something that like in a world of you know kind of post eh, i'll say like post-industrial but kind of roughly like post-modern art and stuff like that um there's this kind of sentiment that I think most people get when they walk into a museum. If you can look at a bunch of classical paintings and you can say, oh my gosh, there's, you know, Zeus eating his children. The painter intended for you to see a very dark, <laughs> disturbing image yeah. of Zeus eating his children. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fucked up painting. It's called the Black Paintings. Look them up. They're really cool. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but in like a world, you know, after modernism, um, there, you know, came the sentiment with, you know, like people love using the example of like Jackson Pollock with like splatter paintings and stuff. People looked at that and they're like, well, what the fuck does this mean? And, you know, relative to art history, you can ground it in a certain sense of reasoning and stuff like that. But the point a lot of the time with that stuff was for you to walk into a museum and see that stuff and find, you know, again, another cheesy thing, but, like, find your own meaning in that, and we've talked about that over, you know, my paintings before and stuff like that, where you sit down and look at it, and just like you're talking about with the podcast, you end up finding something through making it, as opposed to making something with the intention of a feeling or something like that, you know, like, you can make something being like, I'm gonna make a podcast, and it's gonna be about mental health, and, you can probably just bring on a bunch of mental health professionals and you can make something really, really grounded, really boring, boring. <laughs> um, Doctors just preaching at you. Yeah, yeah, you that shit sucks, man. I, oh man I, more often than not, you end up finding something in it that you didn't intend on finding when you start it. A lot of the time, you know, I'll start a drawing just being, you know, like I said, like coming out of depressive state or something like that, coming out of being really burnt out and just being like, just put something on the page, just make a mark and just start something. Doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter what it's going to be. And then by the end of it, but you know, you may end up loving it, you may end up hating it, but you're going to find something in it. You know, I made those three drawings the other day that I told you I just kept erasing Mm -hmm. and they're like three portraits and I kept trying to do them in different ways to try and make them look kind of as you know, naturalistic, as photorealistic as possible, which is, like, a good exercise and something I go to a lot Mm -hmm. because it's something I know I can do and I can feel good about myself doing because, you know, it doesn't matter how sad I am most of the time. I I can go and say I'm going to do a portrait of my friend Bailey or I'm going to do a portrait of, I don't know, Jimi Hendrix or something like that, and by the end of it, it'll look like that person, and I can feel good about myself for that. Mm -hmm. But happens every once in a while. I sat down, and I did three of those, and they were all trash, and I was like, God damn it. Uh, (laughs) Like, oh. Yeah, and it really fucked with me. Um, I thought I was good at this. Yeah, oh, my God, don't don't get me started. Like, I, I swear to God, every time I sit down to make something, I the first, like, 30 minutes of it, whether it's music with you, whether it's art, whether it's whatever, I'll sit down and be like, man, I'm actually bad at this. Like, I I had no idea. But just giving it more time, giving myself some time to find new meaning in it, 
new meaning in myself through it and stuff like that, just like you do with your podcast. Uh, and, you know, like, that's the thing that ends up having a lot more value is, you know, not necessarily looking at a picture and being like, damn, that's a really cool painting of Zeus eating his children. That's dope. Once again, very cool. Check it out. Very cool series of paintings. <laughs> but it's also a really amazing feeling to stand in front of a Jackson Pollock work and be like, whoa, I have never felt this before. This is a new feeling to me. I've seen plenty of pictures of Zeus eating his children, <laughs> which I have. It's a, cla- it's a classic tale. And with those classical painters, they love painting the same shit, be it, you know, trying to top each other and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. But they're just painting the same scene over and over again. Some of them are better. Some of them are worse. But, you know, every once in a while, someone will make a piece that, like, can be something completely just, like, visual noise, can look like a brick wall or something like that, um, which people have done that. <laughs> Some of my favorite paintings. <laughs> this guy named Odd Nerdrum, he has this whole series of still lives called uh, Brick, and it's just a each one's just a single brick in, like, the center of the composition. They're dope. They're so cool. Um, but uh, but you end up you end up kind of finding, you know, finding meaning in something through doing it as opposed to pursuing meaning through making something really illicit or yeah. something really direct. Yeah, like, based on the intentions. And then, uh, no, that's really, I. That's a, that's a very, very, very beautiful thought. I, I had never really, honestly, I never really kind of, thought about that way because i'm so intentional and so deliberate whenever Mm -hmm. i think about going to do something like make a song or play the piano or make you know uh random art projects that i like to do i'm (laughs) it's uh i'm always very intentional about it where i'm like okay i have an idea in my head and this is this is the process i'm gonna take to do it and at the end if it doesn't hit the intention i want it's like it's it's trash or something like that but yeah like you get you get to the end and it may be trash but then you're like wow i learned a, I learned new skills doing it, mm-hmm. or like you just had the 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 perseverance to finish it. I think yeah, that's yeah. the biggest. I, and so when you finish oh, it, yeah. yeah, you like it's that you self reflect and maybe you're like, ah, this isn't the best that I think could have came out of this, but yeah. this is the the things I've learned through this. And then that drives you to keep going with like not being burnt out because yeah, yeah I've made several, especially in art. I, I specifically like uh, visual art. Specifically, uh, I get in very like weird phases where I'll be really into a certain type of art and like really dive into it. And like I, I've you know, like with graphic design work right now with almost cool and um, people that I'm friends with like Graham and his friends that uh, I get like, uh, like critiqued in like, Oh, this could be good or this is good. And like, you know, you're, and like the intentional part is like, okay, well you, what you said didn't hit the intentions that I was hitting which Mm -hmm. makes me drives me crazy because i was like damn they like what i thought this was gonna do did not do what i thought it would yeah but i do get the whole okay it didn't do that for you but now that's helping me self-reflect on like oh wow the like this is new meaning for me because people are interpreting it this way Mm -hmm. and it drives me to not be burnt out on to like keep dirt to keep going based on not being burnt out because of those thoughts and feelings of other people and that that's so cool i never really thought about taking the time to self-reflect and through your work and maybe you're not looking at the piece as a as like a material thing you're looking at is more of like a like a whole mental like game yeah it's like okay i definitely felt this way through it this is the way i'm and like and and honestly like through passion projects and stuff there's a you know with fighting depression or fighting anxiety and you put that through your work at the end you may not have like won the battle you can never win the battle with those things but uh but you you know you get more of a grasp on yourself and I think when you 
when I realized that, there's been moments where, especially in our music, where I've played something and I never thought I could, and then it sounds yeah, amazing, and yeah. I'm like, oh wow, that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. Like, yeah. and there's like little hints of things, and like when I look back on our music and kind of. Uh, like analyze it in a way of uh, not listening to the actual music, but like maybe the feeling about it. Like what is yeah, this actually yeah. making me think of and that yeah, kind of yeah. deal. Cause, uh, cause I'm so analytical. It's hard not to be like, all right, this is a four, four time play yeah, on a quarter yeah, yeah. note. Do you know, we have to change on uh, the second measure and then the chorus is two measures long. It's hard yeah, for yeah, me yeah. not to like have those things in my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you take a step back and, I don't know, realize like the, the emotional or like where the actual root of that is, uh, like what you're learning, what you're putting into it, where that feeling is coming. We write songs. Like sometimes I write songs and I know I'm depressed when I'm writing that song and I know the feeling that's coming out of it. But sometimes I'll be super depressed and I've said this before, I'll be super depressed or super sad in a moment, but I'll write a love song and I have no idea why. And it's like my escape to feeling like, oh, love still exists. Like maybe I'll be happy (laughs) one day, you know, know, it's like... And it's I, well. You, you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, sitting down to you know play a piano part or something like that, and playing something you never thought you could play before, playing something so new or something like that. And uh, I think I think that kind of that's a good example of you know something that kind of sums up what we're talking about right now, where it's you know using you know using some semblance of perseverance or willpower to force yourself to keep doing the thing. Which you know I have a few professors and family members that have taught me to draw that if they heard about you know me erasing those three drawings they'd be like what the fuck is wrong with you like, <laughs> keep drawing you know keep mi- fix it you just know put mi- it aside and start over yeah, yeah. make it well, well like ultimately you know like don't abandon it like oh, make yeah. it you know stick with it make it better learn why you're not making it good right now or learn what you're doing right now that like isn't working that kind of stuff but ultimately you know like i bet you you know, any of those times you sat down and played a piano part that you never thought you could play before or something like that. You may have sat down with the intention to make, like, an R&B song or something like that. But just like you said, it ends up turning into something completely different. And it's good, like, if you're, like, an engineer or something like that to be able to sit down and say, I am going to make this. It is going to serve this purpose, and it's going to do these sets of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to most things... Like, even a lot of, like, scientific research and stuff like that, it's not about necessarily achieving what you initially sought out to achieve. A lot of the times it's about finding what you can achieve, like, through what you're doing. Uh, So, like, say you, like, you you know, you're testing, I don't know, uh, what type of cheese rats prefer or something like that. You have the study, you got, like, I don't know, 500 rats and, like, 10 different types of cheeses, and you're testing it out all the time, and, like, by the end of it, you're like, oh, my gosh, I should make cheese. They all like I- Pepper Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. Which, you know, like, you, you, may, you, know, you may end up accomplishing your goal of figuring out what type of cheese this type of rat prefers. <laughs> Great. If, you know, then you, you successfully did the science thing. You know, whatever the hell those people do. <laughs> um, but ultimately, like, I, all I hear about all the time, you know, uh, you know, like, being really into academia and, like, scientific study, despite my own interests, I so often hear about people starting studies and stuff like that, and they end up finding something completely different in what they were looking for. That's like all of astronomy right now mm-hmm. is just getting super powerful telescopes and looking out into space and, like, throwing, you know, a pebble into a pond and, like, seeing what happens, you know, seeing what you can find. Um, but ultimately, at the beginning of all that, they had to 
get grants for mm-hmm. that big telescope and the space for it and all that stuff. They had to apply for all that jazz, just like I have to apply for art projects and say, this is what I'm working on. This is what I'm hoping to achieve. And by the time I finish that work, by the time those scientists finish their study, they probably find they initially set out, they set out, they set out mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. They might find what they might have, pers- you know. The one thing they sought out for. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But if you don't get that, that doesn't make it a failure. You know, you have a billion different successes within that and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I don't know. I think it's something, at least relative to burning out and not being able to force yourself to sit down, which, you know, again, like, always take time to yourself. Don't don't burn yourself out. Don't don't force yeah. yourself. Mental health days are such a thing. Yeah, you, you need real. that shit. And, and, you know, like, and those fucking people that they tell you have never stopped working, never stopped, you know, drawing, never stopped making their podcast and stuff like that. It's like, like... They took breaks. You know, like, be real with yourself. <laughs> they took a beat break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they chilled out every once in a while, and not just on the holidays, you know? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, think, I think, you know, relative to burning out, as far as it goes with perseverance, it's a matter of, you know, more than anything, you may be training your craft. You may be training your ability to be a journalist or, like, an interviewer. I may be training my ability to, like draw something that resembles something or some feeling but ultimately you're you're doing that to train yourself and like you're training your ability to operate in the world and you know you do it when you're doing the dishes too like when you Mm -hmm. don't feel like it you do it when you're doing the laundry when you don't feel like it you're training yourself to keep doing the things that ultimately do make you happy and are good for you yeah it's nice to have clean underwear it's no fun to lay in bed (laughs) with weak old underwear on (laughs) Because eventually you have to take that underwear off when you do decide to finally take a shower. And oh my god! Yeah, and then they walk themselves to the, the washer. And like, <laughs> yeah, you take them off and they just stand up, <laughs> like like frozen pants or something like that. That's funny, man. <laughs> that's a, no, that's a that's a, that's that's fantastic. That's a, for the like the last couple of minutes. Um, we talked a lot about this facing this burnout thing. Um, yeah, that went by quick. Yeah, yeah, but it, it was yeah. I mean, tell, time flies when you're easy. Fun. To t- easy to talk about myself it for is. an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I'm really curious. Uh, we talked about like you know taking breaks, taking like things to help stop that burnt out feeling. Is there any like things that you really do specifically um, whenever you're feeling that burnt out feeling when you're getting overworked? Is there like a specific thing or like? You know, it, it could be emotional exercises. It could be, really, mm-hmm. you know, just something to get your mind off of that feeling. Because for me, I, I went to Florida, what, two weeks ago or a week ago or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was just feeling burnt out from this whole move thing. Like, we yeah, moved to yeah. Philly. We were moving into this house. And, like, I, I, every, the emotions were kind of anxieties were flying everywhere. No. We weren't, like, grounded yet here in Philly. And I just needed, like, a week. To, I went and visited my parents to help uh, build, a, like, help them build a house and um, do some renovations just to get my mind out of like Philly for a second and just like really ground myself. And then I came back and I was like, all right, let's get back to work. Like I, yeah, it really yeah. is set out such a, it set me, it was like a mental health week almost. Like I just read a bunch, chilled out, worked on some like my personal stuff. And that's the way I coped with mm. that burnt out feeling. Cause yeah. I even like doing, um, anything like looking for jobs and that kind of, when we got here, I was just like, like I did three really hard days of just like finding all that shit out and just yeah. doing research. And I was like, all right, this is stressing me out. I got to take a break. I got to do something because I'm not emotionally stable right now to like even fight through that feeling of not doing this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But like, is there anything specific that you do that is like you know unique to your situation? Yeah, kind of like bring me out of a funk. Yeah, yeah, bring like me out of you know, like an off period. Yeah, something that or like a, in a, in a, if you are feeling burnt out, you're like, okay, this is this is my first step to like just immediately yeah. kind of cope with this situation. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I don't know. There's a big part of me that that feels as though it's it's nice to because you know like. It's it's weird to say this being like a visual artist, you know, like doing art is my passion and it's as we've discussed it's more than like a profession to me. Mm-hmm. It's more than something to make money. Uh but it is it is part of probably one of the biggest parts of my identity, you know, it's one of the biggest things I identify about. So when I'm not doing it it does feel really terrible. It does feel and when I'm doing it unsuccessfully it feels especially worse. Um but I don't know. It's it's good to have stuff on the side that you're really okay with being bad at because you know it's not something you define yourself with. It's not something that, like, being good at this, you know, says something about me to myself or to other people. And in a sense, like, uh, to, to give an example, like, like I, I like baking bread. Uh, I, like, I grew up, like, baking with my mom. I really baked when I was growing up. Just did like sweets, like cookies and cakes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I kind of started, I kind of started, I kind of picking that up because I thought it was like a cool niche. I thought it was weird how it worked. It was really scientific. Yeah, and, Pizza like, Kings. Yeah, yeah, Pizza Kings. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but like I'm, I'm no, I'm not really good at making bread. You know, every once in a while I'll have a good loaf that's like, oh, that's something you could buy at a store. Most of the time it's like, this is edible. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. <laughs> but it's, it's good to have something that like, <laughs> It's good to have something that you're really okay with being bad at, you know? And, and you know, not necessarily you do it every time and you tell yourself, ha I'm so bad at this. <laughs> but, like... But if you fail, it's not this detrimental moment in yeah, your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I, like, it's funny. You know, like, it's it's fun still. You know, needing... Even if I know it's going terribly and I'm like, oh my god, this bread's so wet and the dough's getting everywhere. It's falling all over the counters and this is going to be a bitch to clean up later. Like... <laughs> I uh I don't <laughs> I don't know. I uh it's just good to it's good to have something, especially something that feels kind of habitual, something that feels homely. You know, like making bread or like I don't know, getting really good at like knitting. Yeah. yeah knitting. Something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know or like you know, we were talking about making carpets the other day or yeah. something like that. You know, just something that like is really easy to do or not necess- no not not even easy to do. It's nice to have something you can do that is purely for fun. Like I'm not going to sell my bread or anything like that. I'm not going to you know, unless it's a really good low. Like I'm not going to plan on giving that to as a present or yeah, anything like, no, like that. Yeah, like you're not entering into a competition. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's like if I make a good loaf of bread, I'm immediately going to be like, "Hey, Ma, can I mail you a loaf of bread? <laughs> It'll certainly be stale by the time it yeah, gets I was there." Say, Please overnight yeah. ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but like, yeah, I'd say like 99 percent of the time I make a loaf of bread, it's like it's crap. Like it's, <laughs> it doesn't taste bad because it's bread. It tastes like flour, you know, or, yeah. or like sweet flour, or like wheat flour, or whatever. Um, but like most of the time, it's pretty bad bread. But like, I know every time I do it, I'm getting a feel for it, and I know I'm getting a little bit better at it and stuff like that. But also, I know when I fail at it, it's not. It's just all right. Next time, it's not part of my personality. It's not. 
it's not like I have to introduce people and be like, "Hi, I'm Ben. I'm an artist, and also I'm very bad at making bread." Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah, it's not this you know? thing you need to clarify. Yeah, again. yeah, but because it is something I you know you can treat so casually, uh, it's funny to say that. It's yeah, not. It's yeah. not like, "Hi, I'm Ben. I'm an artist, and I'm so bad at making bread." <laughs> it's you know, it's like, "Hi, I'm Ben." You know, like if someone asks about bread making i'll be like oh yeah i'm really into that and they'll be like oh what you like to make and i'll be like really bad bread, really bad bread. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just good to have something that like you don't put pressure on yourself for which is hard like i've had times where i've been depressed and i've been like let's go make a loaf of bread and then i go down there and i make a loaf of bread and i'm like why am i so bad at this <laughs> oh god everything i touch is turns yeah. and it's ruined <laughs> and then i go back upstairs and you know i lay down and then i come back down the you know the dough's risen and it's all over the floor and shit like that and i'm like oh, i'm not even good at cleaning this up but then it's funny again cuz yeah you know. then it's then you, yeah and then yeah. like and then like it's fun to fail at that but then you go back into your passion where you like the thing yeah, that you're, yeah. you know you actually identify with and it makes it i'm not saying it makes it easier it makes it but you're like okay I fun, like it's funny to fail at that one thing I don't like, which is yeah. you know it's just like it humbles you up a little bit. Maybe yeah. it gets your mind off of what you're doing, and then you're like back yeah. to like. It only feels good to be when you are good at it, and it never feels bad to be bad at it. Yeah, that that, kind of yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah. It feels really yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just like just save one thing for that, you know, like like we we've got access to so much stuff, you know, like I don't know, get really into like, you know, I, I love libraries, so like this is gonna. This analogy is going to seem, you know, very on brand for me at this point. But, uh, like, I don't know, just, like, say you're, like, yeah, say, like, you're professionally a graphic designer and you're just really not happy with the work you're making or you're really not happy to be with, like, the company you're at or something like that. You know, if I can, like, go to the library and start researching ants or something, you mm-hmm. know, you don't have to write, like, a symposium on ants, but, like, an expose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you do ever write a research paper about it, like chances are it'll probably be pretty bad, but like ants are cool, you know. Ants are crazy. Yeah, it's never bad to yeah. do those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah, it's just it's expanding yeah. yourself into yeah. Yeah, and just pick one thing, you know, that you can say like when I fuck up at this, which I inevitably will. It's cool, you know. It's cool. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's amazing, dude. Well, I would love to give you. Could tell people where people where to follow, where to, where to find you. Uh, you know what, like what things you got going on. Popular is an era. You know, I'd love to get these people uh, to like take a look at your stuff. Yeah, you know. yeah, man. Well, I, I, I'm sure you know Marty. Marty has introduced you y'all to. Uh, um, you know, always keep an eye out for Top Down Rainbow Snake Show. Uh, we're mm-hmm. always making, <laughs> we're always making music. Uh, hopefully, releasing some some fun new stuff pretty soon. We got one more album to put out pretty soon from Kentucky, and then it's all Philadelphia music after that. And uh, uh, but if you want to see any of my artwork or anything, best place to probably do that is on Instagram. Uh, it's just at Ben underscore DeMaio, D-I-M-A-I-O. Thank you for that clarity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, no, no one's going to be able to figure that out. <laughs> um, DeMaio. <laughs> Shouts out, Freddie. I miss you. Uh, I hope you're listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, and... And then if you ever if you ever want to purchase anything, you can always or commission anything. If you like my work, you can always just DM me on Instagram or uh I've got a little link to a shop in our in my bio there for our band's merchandise and some of my own merchandise. And if you ever want to inquire about purchasing any personal work, feel free to hit me up or even if you just have any questions about my art practice or 
how I how I get stuff into galleries, how you can get started on your own art practice. Feel free absolutely. to always, yeah. always always gotta look out for the people coming up. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean you scratch your back, you'll scratch the arrows. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We're yeah. All, that, we're all always coming up. <laughs> and as always, you can follow Almost Cool at Almost Cool Pod. You can follow me at creation underscore of Martin. And you can also follow Jordan at Jordan Hooter underscore. Uh, we miss you this week, buddy. I hope you're listening. And uh, I mean, Ben did a pretty good job this week, Hooter. You might have some competition <laughs> to, uh, for more episodes. But hope you, if you have any questions, uh, thoughts, concerns um, about the show, if you want to reach out, if you want to reach out um, to Ben specifically, you want to reach out to us. You can email us at almostcoolpod at gmail dot com, and we'll get uh, you know we'll handle those inquiries as they come. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for being on, man. That's just been thank- it's been such a good help. <laughs> I could do be this here, by man. myself. I'm so thankful for Jordan. <laughs> and, hey, yo, happy uh, St. Patty's Day, brother. And a happy St. Patty's Day to you and everyone else that's listening. And uh, you can catch us next week for another juicy episode. <laughs> <laughs>